So today, Joyce and I, we're, we're going to continue to explore the Organizational Development Network's OD Competency Framework. And I look at this through two lenses. First of all, it demystifies what we do in OD. So much of what we do, it feels squishy. It feels like we're just facilitating meetings, having whimsical conversations about possibilities. Uh, but this OD Competency Framework demystifies our works and puts it into concrete terms of the competencies and skills that all OD practitioners should aspire to. So it's important work. And if you're a leader, it gives you an opportunity when looking at the framework to say, is my OD area delivering on these parts of uh, the expectations of the job? And ultimately, it comes into three buckets. There's a project planning component, to, to efficient designer, there's a uh, facilitating conversations, having the right people in the room, creating a safe environment, making sure that we're focusing on the right topics and asking the right questions. And then there's also the role of data synthesizer. And there's a combination of having a pretty good sniffer about what's happening in the organization, but more importantly, drawing on the right strings and, and identifying those areas that are most important to ultimately lead to the kind of changes that are positive for the organizations and leads to the outcomes. So this is concrete and specific. Uh, Joyce and I try to get into actual examples of what we've done that have worked and perhaps some that didn't work. So uh, come on in, grab a snack, welcome. Hey, Bob. Hey, Joyce. Hi, I'm looking at, we have pledged to look at the uh, global OD competency framework um, to be used as a self-assessment, actually, and I recommend it. And we're on capability number two. We did systems change expert last week. And this one is efficient designer. And I paused at that because I wasn't sure what it meant. Hmm. Um, and... And I thought, gee, I don't know if I'm good at any of these. <laughs> Not true. You, uh, what, do, what do you think an efficient designer is? What's the efficient well, and what's the design? So um, I put you in the expert category here because when I see efficient designer, that begins with the ability to probe and understanding what's really happening inside an organization. Uh, you know, you can't design efficient solutions if you don't know what the, the landscape is. And so uh, I think there's uh, three components uh, to efficient designer. Uh, it's being that anthropologist I talked about a couple of weeks ago that can look and really get a sense of what's been happening in this organization. I think your future search conference is a great example where oh, you, yeah. you kind of lean into the way things are or have been. Uh, I think from there, there's uh, kind of a, a, a thoughtful process called, so what? So what is this information telling us in the context of where we wanna go organizationally? Uh, and then the third part, and this is the tough part, is going from ideation. Okay, so here are the elements that we want to impact, whether it's a process, uh, whether it's a policy, whether it's a cultural shift, and then coming up with taking that information that you've got, uh, coming up with ideas on where to go with it, 
and then the third part is actually uh, uh, work uh, acting on it. Yeah. Um, so there's kind of a hard side as opposed to a soft side from my perspective in this particular competency. Yes, I, I, I think so too. And I'm thinking of um, one of the deepest probes we did <laughs> on discovery was with STS, Socio-Technical Systems, with Bernard Moore. I'm going to give him a shout out. Uh, and I think, you know, that got a little tangled because it came became bigger than the need. I could have sneezed. <laughs> God bless you. Thank you. Three times. Thank you, people. Um, so in, an efficient design, too, is just enough structure to get the job done. And I am both good and bad at that, especially for retreats. I used to overload the agenda. So it was no longer elegant and it got yeah. pretty scary um, because my ideas in my head got huge when they were put into action. <laughs> so um, I get that. Data synthesizer is part of the what you were saying is what yeah. data, how do you um, make sure you're getting the bang for the buck about where you want to go with it so not getting now i understand efficient now that we've talked more about it not getting tangled <laughs> as a, our good buddy amos merrill would say don't get tangled in your own underwear that's exactly right yeah so i think there's that and the process consultant piece i think we both did a lot of that do you oh absolutely uh we talked uh in an earlier uh podcast about integrating two companies or acquisition. Uh, to me, this is where a lot of that shows up is giving structure often in, in partnership with uh, the functional area or uh, the process consultants, uh, project management uh, is where, where we at least add a perspective, which I think is needed. Because oftentimes in acquisitions and, and uh mergers, it becomes a numbers game as opposed to uh, what are what are the processes to ultimately have these organizations come together as quickly as possible. And that there was also the kind of process of watching the um, cultural processes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that kind of process management. So I'm thinking of when year end was coming and everybody was frantic about numbers and the company was in Belgium and U.S. would go over there and they'd, they'd have a tight deadline. And you, you, the U.S. would say, let's order some sandwiches. And the Europeans would go, what? Let's take a two-hour break for dinner. What's a, what's a midnight deadline have to do with anything? I have a practical example that I'm not sure we put efficient designer uh, label on the process. Uh, but when I was at Food Lion, we bought a group uh, of six stores. And we bought them not so much because of their location, but we bought them because they were like sales powerhouses. In these small stores, they were doing twice and three times as much as uh, we were in a typical food lion. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I think we learned from Reed, Reed was the fellow that owned these stores, is 
much like many companies that come in and acquire you, they end up becoming a steamroller that bring in all their systems and all their processes. And, and that a- acquired company with all of its value just gets roadkill. Mm-hmm. And, and here's one where we went against conventional wisdom and said, here are six doors that the other 1,200 can learn a ton from. Mm. So we made a conscious decision in a very efficient way to leave them alone and use them as an idea generator. I love it. Yeah, I, it was, it, 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 and I don't know what is happening today, but I'll tell you, there were a lot of corporate jets going into these obscure backcountry towns in South Carolina to learn and experience what exactly this person was doing. So do you think you're good? <laughs> Should we rate ourselves? I don't think I'm a great data synthesizer. I, well, how does that Depends contrast on the- with having a good nose? I think you have a great nose yeah, I think so for, for seeing and hearing and feeling what the undercurrent is. And, and to me, that's data synthesizer. You got a lot of data coming in. And you kind of make sense of it. Yes, I, I do think as, as um, I had a, a good intuitive sense of what the business needed as well, which is one of the reasons I ended up at the very top of the company. I was thinking of ha- uh, like the data that you collect um, in an STS design or something. The hard, hard, hard numbers, I wanted somebody to summarize for me. <laughs> Oh, I knew they mattered. But anyway. Um, well, you know what? This is a little bit of an awful hook for you. If I think about most partnerships and the kind of changes we're talking about, typically you're partnering with someone at the hip that brings all those qualities of yes. analyzing data and looking at data. And when I say you, you see the undercurrent, you see what's happening underneath that's creating the, the, the results that are happening. Yes. Uh, my, my biggest problem here, so I'll, a truth burp, um, I'm not disciplined in this area. Um, I get really curious and I'm not sure that personally speaking, that sometimes I have enough staying power uh, when I'm in the middle of change and trying to come up with, you know, how, what is the right process? What is the right discipline? to kind of accelerate where we want to go. That's part of the efficient part. And sometimes I, I can be looking at the shiny objects and getting too enamored as opposed to just the basics. What are, what, what are the, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, and, and I think that's, that's something that OD in general, I think we can become victim of. Well, I think we've said bring in outside experts when you know exactly what you want them for. Yeah, for sure. We've talked about don't let the structure or the design get bigger than the need. Yes. The solution, which is. Or, or smaller. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right fit. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, the Goldilocks principle at play. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> wasn't that part, the, the partridge that was a little bit too hot, a little bit too cold, and just right? It's. Yeah. It's, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm, 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 my uh, granddaughters read YouTuber books. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
anyhow, I think this is an area where my work was a kind of maverick work, and I admire people that can do a more uh, structured. I don't know. I don't know. You know, this is one where, and we're going to talk about business advisor next time. Yeah. And they, these all overlap and yeah. support one another. I mean, this is one where, you know, I see you being a trusted uh, uh, business advisor because of your perspective and OD's perspective and big system change. And I think that clearly is, is in play when you think about efficient designer is oh, being a trusted advisor. Right. I, my goodness. All right. I thought you'd shifted to business advisor and I was going, no, 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 no. I, well, I, I think that they, next week. no, I'm not going to next week. Not going to touch it. Not going to crazy things to do. Let's go do think, our day. Think of it as a teaser, Joyce. Oh, now I get it. I was getting prepared to speak and going, well, you know, there's another aspect in this day and age. I mean, if you think about the world we live in and the need to reinvent and change so quickly, this competency, uh, to me, really needs to be flexed. So if I think about it, efficient, uh, efficient isn't only a time Come dimension. Or, we're done. Come on in. But it, but it also demands that you have a discipline to be able to uh, uh, to get what it is you want. So with that, there's the teaser for uh, the business advisor and uh, more to follow. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So thanks for joining us in today's conversation. You know, the, the one thing that's bubbling up for me, while uh, we're looking at this through the uh, lens of ODN's competencies, uh, after going through two, I could argue that most leaders in today's chaotic world should have components of each one of these competencies. So I don't know where that's going to lead us next week. We're going to talk about business advisor, which is the third OD competency. Uh, but I really want to explore potentially how does this apply to people at all levels, different functions of a company. Uh, I don't know if I'm on to something, but I think that we are. So uh, I look forward to getting together with you next week and continuing this conversation. Have a great day. Until the next time, be safe.